You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast. And the episode today is for you if you would love to stop yelling at your kids, but you just cannot and you don't know why. How come you still get hijacked by your anger, if, even if you know how harmful that is for your kids and you want to stop it? So curious to find out? Let's start. Hi, I'm Elena Gomez Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen Supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hi, Supermom. Elena here, your mommy tantrum specialist. And I'm here with a new podcast episode, and it is for you, especially for you, if you would love to stop yelling at your kids, uh, but you cannot help it, but kind of you keep blowing up. You have the best intention to stay calm mom, but the moment comes usually at the, at the end of the day when you're already so stressed out and exhausted and the kids stop listening and they are having their own tantrum and it triggers you into a tantrum, what I call a mamzilla mommy tantrum. And it's in a vicious cycle, like one of my clients yesterday called it. It's a vicious cycle. It's getting worse. And you want to get help, but nothing is helping. Parenting techniques not helping. Trying to find out, like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my kids? Where's the problem? How come I cannot stop yelling, shouting, sometimes even being physical? And even though I want to, like, what's where's the problem? Where's the block? So if you have not figured that out yet... That's what we are going to talk about today. And I want you to know that this episode is for you, even if you're thinking, uh, like, I don't have any traumas, because you might have noticed the in the name of this podcast episode, I'm going to use the word trauma. So even if you think you had a happy childhood, no traumas, even if you think I have already worked with a therapist on my traumas and if that's done, that's finished. So why is it still happening to me? Why I cannot stop my anger? Well, then this podcast episode is still for you, even in those two special cases when you think you don't have any trauma or you have already healed it. Okay, this will be a bit of trauma awareness session, actually. Why? Because I found out that uh, throughout the free trainings that I do for moms who want to stop yelling, this is one of the biggest aha moments they are getting from my training. They are telling me afterwards, like, I had no idea that this was the reason why I couldn't stop yelling at my kids, why I couldn't stop feeling angry and just blowing up at them, why I couldn't control it, why I couldn't be the adult (laughs) and stay calm, right? So they gave me this feedback that this is very useful, that they had no idea. Nobody ever told them about what is generational trauma, what is developmental trauma, and how that still is kicking you in your butt. And and it shows up, it manifests this way, right? So ready to dive in? Let's do it. So first of all, for me, the biggest sign is really, if you're still getting triggered by your kids, by your spouse, or anybody really, If you cannot keep your temper, if you cannot keep your cool under control, then it tells me there's still something that needs to be healed. And it's usually coming from your past. So even without knowing anything about you, I'm talking here basically to my camera. (laughs) There's nobody here. But for you who's listening, check in with yourself. For the last time you felt really angry and you were not able to stop it. 
So right the moment before you yelled out or you shouted or you even hit your child or you handled them with really rough hands, like you shook them really hard. And it was just an impulse. You knew it was wrong. You didn't want to do it, but you couldn't help yourself. So check in what kind of emotions were happening in your body right before. And what was going through your head? Because whatever it was, it's a sign of a past trauma. And by trauma, I mean experiences or patterns in your past that had so much impact on you that did not get processed. And I don't mean processed, I don't mean by your logical, analytical brain that is so smart, always looking for the answers. Yes, you figured it out. It's coming back from your parents. Yes, maybe that's what they did to you. But if it is still causing these emotional reactions in your body and it is responsible for your outbursts, then it means it's not about processing it here and understanding it just with your brain, but it requires deeper work. Okay, And we will talk about it in this episode. What does that mean? <laughs> right? But let's start at the beginning. So those are signs of trauma. Those experiences that take you back like a time machine. You cannot control your anger. And so that moment somebody does something to you, triggers you today, right here in this moment, it's as if they pushed a button on your trauma time machine. It takes you all the way back to the most significant or the first time you ever felt that way. So now example, for me specifically, I can tell you the trigger was whenever my daughter was either not listening to me or when she was making a mess, like with food or when she was crying because she was tired, she was exhausted and she was like clingy. She didn't want to let me go. Okay, so there were several situations. So you choose yours. What is the most typical situation where you cannot keep your cool? Think with your kids, think about it. And then pick one. And I can pick one. Uh, I can pick the one where my daughter was crying because that was like, I knew at that moment, all she needed was me and my attention and my love, my big hug. But I, I felt it at the same time, there was a part of me who felt it like I cannot, I've given so much already. I cannot do this. I cannot handle you crying. Like, please just stop it. <laughs> and let's be sunny, shiny, happy. I cannot deal with this right now. And I cannot give you any more of my time because I've given too much, right? So if you do like your time machine on, on your trigger, whatever was going for you, try to think back, what was the first or most significant, significant experience when you felt that way? Okay. And for me, I could trace it back down to me trying to be, and it can be either way. Now I will use my analytical brain. I will be in the brain at the beginning. It requires some like memory digging and for you to see where it goes back to. It might have two roots. So I did my exploration and, and it came to two roots. One of them was that martyr giving away too much without boundaries. So that was triggered because I felt I was already giving my daughter so much and she still wanted more. So there were absolutely no boundaries and I was exhausted. So that was one. And where that goes back to is me trying to be the good girl for my mom when she was stressed out, when she was overwhelmed and I was a kid. I learned to be her little helper helper and pleaser and trying to anticipate every need that she had 
in advance and trying to meet it and help her in advance before she got mad because I knew the moment she got mad it was coming down on me so that's how I became the good girl and the little pleaser and helper of my mom and because I had no boundaries and I was trying to meet all of my mom's needs just so that she doesn't yell at me this was then showing at me with my daughter again having no boundaries anticipating every need she had even before she had it and her telling me, her crying was like a signal telling me it's not enough. So it triggered me because then when I was at my limits, with no boundaries to protect myself, it was just like a breakdown. The anger was actually like my last line of defense. There was no healthy boundary. So then the anger reaction in my body was actually a healthy strategy for my system to protect itself from completely shutting down and giving like... <laughs> something that I didn't have anymore because I already gave her everything, okay? So check in within yourself. Did you have any experiences like this? Do similar tracking back and analysis. Yes, this will be still in your head. Maybe you've already done it. Maybe you know it was there. Or do you have an aha moment? Is this the first time you're realizing this? Okay. This is your trauma time machine. And yes, it is a trauma. Because here, let me explain, let me go to the second part of this, this podcast episode, which will be all about explaining what really trauma is. So often, we think that trauma is the, the shock, like what everybody knows from the news and, and newspapers, whatever, social media. Shock trauma is usually something violent, happening too much, too fast. So your system was not able to even like make sense out of it what a horrible thing just happened. Okay, and it might be that you were the victim or even when you were a witness of something. I just had a client yesterday who was telling me how impacted she was by watching her dad beating her mom. But of course, duh, it is a trauma, right? And it is a shock trauma even for you as a child to, to watch violence in, in any kind, even though if, even if you're not the victim, this seriously impacts you right? And your psyche, your, your subconscious mind, everything, your behavior. Mm -hmm. This is the shock trauma, but that's not the only trauma there is. Trauma is a spectrum. On the other side of the extremes, you have a developmental trauma. Developmental trauma is the opposite. So the shock was too much happening too fast. Developmental trauma is too little happening for too long. And that's typically the unconditional, the lack of unconditional love. The love, attention, respect your parents are giving you is very conditional. And usually it's conditioned by those achievements, you being the good girl, you being the pleaser, you being the hyper achiever, trying to do 1000% above what's expected from you so that you deserve the attention and love from your parents. Does that ring a bell? And I would say if you've been trying to, to be a super mom, then yes, there will be a high portion of hyperachiever, controller, perfectionist running your life, right? This is developmental trauma. Okay. Does that make sense? This trauma spectrum? Yeah. Because it can go back, the first exercise we did in this episode, your trauma time machine, the experiences can take you back to seemingly experiences that don't even make sense. Like, is this a trauma? Is this something that I'm still mad about or I still feel hurt about? This is nothing. 
Like, doesn't everybody have parents who want the best for them and who keep pushing them or who yell at them or who smack them from time to time? Like, everybody has that, right? Yeah, right. But that doesn't mean it's not a trauma because you see how it's still repeating. And this is the generational piece, right? This is where it is so important that you start working on it ASAP. Because unless you do, it's something that will keep reproducing. You are now doing the same to your children. And they will be doing the same to their children. And that's how the trauma, how those unhealthy patterns have been going from generations to generations. And this is not to say that, okay, so it's my parents' fault, so I can be mad with them. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm the victim here. I cannot do anything about it. I'm helpless. That's what my parents did to me. So yes and no. <laughs> yes, it's not your fault. But no, it's not true that you cannot do anything about it and that you have to hate your parents for the rest of your life. You have a choice about that. You don't have to forgive them. You will never forget but you can choose. Do you want to keep drinking that poison? Do you want to keep, well, keep those toxic emotions and memories in your in your body and in your mind? Or do you want to take them out? Because that is possible. But that's exactly what I'm doing here and in this podcast, what I'm trying to explain to you, right? We will get there. Mm -hmm. But I want you to understand here at this point, it is generational. And that's why it is your responsibility now as an adult. As a kid, you didn't know any better. You were the victim of it. Now you're an adult. Unlike your parents, you have access to help. At their time, when they were new parents, there was most likely no internet or no therapist or specialist working online. <laughs> there was no awareness, not much about developmental trauma. This is a new research based on the last 10-15 years. The classic talk therapy, that's why the classic talk therapy will not help you because that goes back to like 30-40 years back and the psychoanalysis and everything. That's too old. They did not have that data and they didn't know how to deal how to deal with and how to heal those deep core wounds caused by the generational developmental trauma. Okay. Because at those times it was considered normal, including the cried out methods and everything. Like this is all part of the traumas that we are taking on with us. So does that make sense? Hmm? Shock trauma versus generational developmental trauma. You might be somewhere in between. You might have both, unfortunately. And if that's the case, then I'm really, I'm, my heart goes out to you. I can only imagine how, how that must have felt to you. But even if you had a happy childhood like me, overall happy memories, if you're here listening to how you can stop yelling at your kids, you have a developmental trauma. I bet there's something behind there. I sometimes have clients who tell me, well, I don't remember. Like I cannot, when I try to go back, I cannot remember anything of this nature that could be the root of my trauma. And then I tell them, hmm, that's interesting. That means we will have to do a little bit of digging. That's why, by the way, talk, classic talk therapy is not going to help you because if you cannot remember it for whatever reasons, and I can tell you what the two most common reasons are, but if you can't remember it, then the talk therapy will not help you. 
with it because that is really just talking about what you remember and maybe healing it in the next two, three years if your therapist is good enough to have some like trauma techniques. But usually it stays there. You just talk about it. Yes, you take it out of your system, like by sharing with somebody else, you're not locking it in. It's good, better than nothing, but it's not going to help you take it out or heal it. Okay. Because yes, it's true. You can, you will never forget what happened, but you can remove the, the emotional triggers from it. Okay. You can feel neutral about it as much as that's possible. Okay. That experience, you will remember it, but it will no longer hurt you even thinking about it. And it will stop projecting on your kids in, in forms of those anger triggers. Okay. So now, what are the two reasons why you might not remember what happened? One is that it happened too early. So the long-term memory capacity of your brain is usually established before the age, uh, at the around the age of three, four years old. So whatever happened before that time, your smart brain does not remember it. But your nervous system and your body does. So that's where I go to work with. Those are the techniques that I use. I use your body and your subconscious mind to bring it up to your conscious level, to your conscious brain. Okay. That's one option. It happened too early and it is working really well. I have clients who remember when they were newborn and they were left to cry it out. That's a heavy trauma. And I also have, exceptionally, I have clients who get flashbacks from their mother's womb and they don't even realize at first that that's it, but they have, you know, like the blurry vision. You cannot really see anything, but you can perceive the, the light or shade they could still taste and they could hear as if echo of something too far. And they realized like, holy moly, those are really my experiences from my womb, from the womb when I was in my mom's belly. And there was something that happened with the mom. And then later on, they connected the dots. Like, yeah, when my mom was pregnant, this is what happened. She was grieving or she was in so much stress. So yeah, that makes perfect sense because you are connected with your mom's system when you're in her belly including her hormones, including the stress hormones and all of this. So sometimes when you, when your smart brain doesn't remember, it might be because it goes all the way back there, right? That's one option. The second possibility why you don't remember is because it was too much. It was a shock trauma. Remember on the spectrum, it was something really heavy and it was so threatening for you, you might have been even scared for your life. So your brain, in order to protect you, so that you don't like die with fear, your system decided to delete or suppress that memory. Because if it would be coming up, it you would have had nightmares every day, all day long, even during the day, not just every night. But you would be so shaken by it that it was natural survival mechanism, protection mechanism of your, of like this beautiful system that nature gave us or God, whatever you believe in. It is so smart. It Self-preservation is one of its strongest instincts. So it might be also that something happened that was so threatening to your physical health that you even, you erased it. Okay. Even in these cases, there are trauma methods that can take you back, that can find back the experience, and that can slowly, it's called trauma titration, it slowly drip 
by drip. It's the same way how to heal the shock trauma when it's really something huge. Like the emotions were, we were really scared for your life. That's basically the shock trauma. We drip it slowly, drip by drip. And I think I did that demo of this process in the podcast episode about the birth. Like if your birth didn't go the way you wanted and you were scared for your life and the life of your baby, maybe that's what happened. And I did like a little demo of how that trauma titration process happens and how I helped my client with that. Okay. So let me sum up. If you're still triggered by your kids and it's the anger reaction and you don't know why, there most likely is a trauma behind it, developmental generational trauma. Now you know why it's so important to take care of it because only after you heal it, you can start learning. Then those parenting techniques come handy to learn what is better way to be a better parent than your parents did without blaming them for anything because they did the best they could. You are right now still also doing the best you can. So there's no blame. There's no finger pointing. You choose if you want to forgive or not. Absolutely your call. But I want you to remember you have all the power now to change it. You don't have to become your parent. Your kids do not have to go through a developmental trauma therapy 20, 30 years from now. Okay. This is why it's so important. So this was our wrap up. I'm just thinking if I wanted to do anything else with you, I think this will be quite enough for you to digest and think back to. If you're ready to start working on your developmental trauma, there's tons of specialists, especially after COVID. This is one of the good things about COVID. Lots of therapists and trauma specialists are now working online. So follow your gut feeling, do your background checks, uh, have, a, have a free consultation. All of us usually have it so that you see, do you have a good like chemistry with, with your therapist, with your specialist? Because you need to be able to trust them. They will take you to places that are not comfortable. But the good news is you will not be leaving the session like a complete mess, re-traumatized again. What I always do in every session, I call myself sometimes a dentist. I go, I find the rotten tooth, I take it out and I help you start healing the wound. So you will not leave with open wounds bleeding everywhere on everybody. You will leave the session feeling much more relieved and calm and at peace. That's like 99.9% of, of the cases after my sessions, okay? So it is completely possible, but choose a specialist who is working really specifically with generational developmental trauma. Do not go for a classic talk therapy if this is what you're dealing with, okay? Talk therapy is great, but maybe for other things, not for this. I have tons of clients who come to me after having done classic talk therapy, EMDR, CBT, you name it, they are still in trouble, Okay, so you need a specialist for this. So find it. If you think it's me, if you have good vibes, then send me an email. You can find it everywhere, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Send me an email saying ready. Uh, that's all you can say at the beginning. And I'm, I'll go back to you to check what is it that you're dealing with and, uh, and we'll see if and how I can help you. Sounds good. Overall, please, I know you're doing your best, but this is not a DIY project. Stop reading books about trauma. Stop wasting time trying to figure it out by yourself. I needed help myself. I still do from time to time to clean up any remnants of my traumas. 
brain surgeon cannot do brain surgery on their own brain, right? In the same way, even if you become a trauma specialist and you read 10,000 books and take 10,000 courses that will just feed this smart brain, you will not be able to do your subconscious mind surgery for yourself and remove this trauma, okay? It's not possible. Stop wasting time doing DIY. Get the help you need, okay? Take care, Supermom. Bye.